Good afternoon, my AOWs. I've got a great show for you this week. Today, I interview Julie Chamberlain. She is the CEO of Sweet Spot Labs, and I've been talking about Sweet Spot Labs a lot. They've been sponsoring my podcast, and I really wanted to have Julie come on and tell us what got her so excited about vulvar care and intimate skin. The reason I'm so excited about this is because this is an area of beauty, of hygiene, of women's health that has been historically really ignored. And I love Sweet Spot Labs because truly they make products that were designed and tested specifically on intimate skin. I can't wait for you guys to meet Julie, hear a little bit about the behind the scenes of how Sweet Spot Labs was started. So without further ado, let's do it. Welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Today's podcast is sponsored by Sweet Spot Labs. Intimate dryness is one of the menopausal symptoms I get asked about most in my practice. And it's no wonder estrogen is to the vulva what collagen is to the face. As estrogen decreases, so does the natural moisture in your intimate skin, such as the labia and hair-bearing areas, which can lead to itching, burning, and increased sensitivity. The product I recommend to rescue intimate skin from this discomfort is Rescue Balm from Sweet Spot Labs. No joke. It's an ultra rich intimate moisturizer that is 100% naturally derived and packaged with active levels of collide oatmeal, zinc oxide, sweet almond oil to soothe and protect intimate skin. I not only love what's in it because it really works, but also what's not in it. So Sweet Spot Labs has been pioneering clean, intimate skincare since 2003. And they formulate without any common irritants, allergens, hormones, hormone disruptors, or yeast food sources. Rescue Balm is free from water, preservatives, fragrance, silicones, propylene, glycol, steroids, hormones, parabens, glycerin, and even from poor clogging ingredients like coconut oil, just to name a few. And like all Sweet Spot Labs products, Rescue Balm is hypoallergenic and clinically proven by unbiased third-party gynecologists and dermatologists to be non-irritating on intimate skin, even with daily use. That's why I really, really feel comfortable recommending it to anyone and everyone, including me, and even those with very sensitive skin. Visit Sweet Spot Labs and use code Dr. Hirsch for 20% off your first order. That's S-W-E-E-T-S-P-O-T-L-A-B-S.com and use code Dr. Hirsch for 20% off. Julie, I'm so excited to have you on. So I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about your story of the background of Sweet Spot Labs, which I'm so excited to talk about because as my listeners know, I rave and talk about it all the time and how you came to Sweet Spot Labs. Uh, so I'm going to hand the floor over to you right away. Let's just not miss a beat. Okay, thank you. Um, I'd love to tell the story of the brand and then I'll tell a little bit more about me and how I came and what's been going on since then. So Sweet Spot Labs was founded almost 20 years ago. I can't believe it. The team wow. and I are um, 
you know, preparing to celebrate our 20th anniversary in the next couple of months. Wow. I know it was, um, you know, uh, incorporated in 2002 and sold its first product in the early 2003. And so the founder, uh, which is a woman named Sherry Creed, was a real, you know, pioneer in so many ways. Number one, I'll I'll tell you her story first, and then you can see, you know, what she pioneered. So essentially, um, she was in her um, mid 40s and had four kids and had a career and had this experience where she started to get irritated and itchy on her vulva. Um, and I hope that all of your listeners know the difference between the vulva and the vagina. So I mean, well, I... go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's a sticking point, right? Like yeah. it's a sticking point for so many of us. We'll we'll make sure we'll make sure of it by the end of the show. I mean, I only learned when I was 42 years old. So like if somebody doesn't know, don't feel bad, but uh, important, you know, uh, uh, public service announcement. So she um, started, you know, getting irritated down there. And like so many of us assumed it was a yeast infection. So she didn't mm-hmm. call, you know, anyone. Um, she uh, unfortunately self-diagnosed, got an over-the-counter product, you know, swung things the other way, got a you know, BV and so went the flare cycle. Mm-hmm. Because- As we all know so well. Yes, exactly. Uh, owning a vagina is a lot of work. <laughs> it can be a lot of work. <laughs> There's a lot to learn that we just don't teach our, we just don't teach yeah, to, to, to women. Exactly, exactly. Um, and she is one of those people where, you know, she wants to find out. She just doesn't just take, you know, she, she needs to get to the bottom of it, thankfully. And what she came to learn is that there were irritants in her personal care products, just like her shampoo, her body wash, um, things like sulfates. You know, this was the early mm-hmm. 2000s well before the clean, you know, movement and all of these things. And um, she started exploring, okay, well, what am I putting on my body? You know, what are the ingredients that should should be there? And during that time, she had started using, you know, feminine washes because all these things were going, you know, on. And she thought that that would also help and, you know, began to learn also that um, these products were pH balanced to the vaginal canal, which she questioned because, you know, that can't be regulated with an external product. And so she went down this path and said, you know what, I feel so inspired to clean up the personal care aisle. And so that was Mm -hmm. her, you know, mission. And so she started Sweet Spot Labs with cleansing products that were safe for intimate skin, particularly the vulva vaginal area, but mostly the vulval area, um, but that could be used really from chin to toe and everywhere in between. Yeah. And so she, um, uh, she did that for about a decade and a half. Um, she championed, you know, all the major retailers. She was championing beauty editors and, and really the whole industry um, to start having this conversation about how to take care of our skin, especially the most intimate, um, so that everyone could be more discerning about the ingredients that they were using. You know, she, she thought that if the whole industry was more discerning, it would therefore we could develop better products for the end consumer. Um, But it was an idea really before it's time. No one was talking about clean, you know, no one was talking about most things intimate in a a ass way, podcasts, you know, like this. When When did the whole clean movement become really popular? I want to say like 2015, but it could have been a little bit earlier. I think for a couple of years, my head was in the sand during residency. Maybe it was like 2010s, but I feel like for me, it was more recently but this yeah. idea of taking out so many of the irritants, because yeah. let me guess if anyone tested those on like 
intimate skin, probably not right before putting them in their products. It's just wild. But when did that really pick up steam? The whole idea of, it sounds like she was a little before her time. So this was like 2000, but when did that start to pick up steam? I think you hit on so many good points. I think like in, um, in, you know, in a mass way, let's call it, where like, you know, the, 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 everything is clean. (laughs) But would, it really, really only picked up like within the last five years, maybe, but you're Mm -hmm. right that there were definitely more independent brands, like indie brands who were pioneering this, you know, since, you know, you mentioned 2015, I think I would agree with you, Um, but it didn't start, you know, getting into the general conversation so much so that now it's debated, right? Like what's really clean. And there's a lot of, you know, important you know, discussions being had. Yeah. Um, and now, and you're also, you made up a, you made a really good point, which, you know, I would want people to be aware of, you know, in terms of like product testing, because a lot of products, you know, will say, um, I don't know, like, you know, uh, derm tested, you know, something like that, or like, you know, sensitive uh, for sensitive skin. And that test, a lot of the time is just like a basic test that needs to be done for any cosmetic product to exist on a shelf on mm-hmm. the forearm. On the it's forearm. On the yeah. Phone. Like, not, I, I mean, I, there are not many brands who are actually <laughs> testing because it's a test that you need to invest in. It doesn't have to be done. There's no rules, you know, that make you do it. And so it's a brand's choice, you wow. know, it's our choice. So sensitive skin is this part of your arm, like under your forearm, right, well, right here. You need to test it on like a, you know, on, on a, on, on, it's often tested via an RIPT, RIPT panel on the forearm, you know, just to prove that it's not going to have a reaction in general. Mm-hmm. And then you can recruit for people with sensitive skin, but in neither of those cases, are we necessarily talking about intimate skin? Intimate skin, right? Exactly. Which rubs, which goes right near clothes, which, you know, if there's the wild. Wild. I'm blown away. I love podcasting because I learned so much. So how did you get to Sweet Spot Labs? What got you excited about intimate skin, right? Yeah. So for me, um, firstly, I would say that, you know, I talked about how I learned about what the vulva was. I think I had this like, you know, midlife, well, actually, hopefully I live a lot longer (laughs) than just to my, you know, 80s, right? Like my midlife where I was Uh like, I cannot believe everything I don't know about my own body. I mean, you know, I have three kids, like, you know, I've been in some intimate stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I consider myself like, uh, you know, uh, educated in so many ways, a woman of the world. And I, you know, there was just, as I was learning about my own, the way my body works, what it needs, what it doesn't mean need. I've worked in beauty, you know, my whole career and even talking to the team about what clean means for them and how they, you know, really go into details about the area of use, how it's to be used, and they really define it for mm-hmm. themselves in a super discerning way. Mm-hmm. Integrity of the formulas with how active the ingredients were. So it really wasn't a marketing story. It really worked how they were tested, proven to be non-irritating on the labia, on the mm-hmm. perineum proven to work mm-hmm. and how like reading through the customer's reviews, like reading the emails that were sent, the voicemails that people left, you know, really getting integrated 
into something that I felt, you know, I think a lot of us also at this point, you know, like when our children, you know, whether we have children or not, but like really there's at some point and it comes, maybe you're born that way. For me, it came, you know, I would say in the last seven years where you, you're going to spend your energy and time on something, you really want it to be meaningful and to feel like you're mm-hmm. you know, doing something of the world that's going yeah. to benefit you, your children. And, and I really felt that with Sweet Spot Labs when I saw the difference that having not only products that didn't exist, period, but in a lot of ways, products that mm-hmm. could work without doing harm felt mm-hmm. like um, a mission I wanted to be part of extending. And, and yeah, so I remember you telling me the story of, I might get it wrong, but maybe it was around the time you were joining or yeah. you, and you were walking through CVS and yeah. looking to kind of see like, you know, like what is out there? And I think yeah. you were like pretty astonished that like what was actually out there, but like, tell me about, tell me about that afternoon, that evening when you were like walking on the aisles of CVS yeah. to see like what feminine hygiene products we have. Yeah. And, you know, w- what was that experience like? Like, what was the takeaway? Cause for me, that part of the story was so pivotal because it's something that it's so true. Yeah. What is on the shelves of CVS and what is in the stuff that's in CVS? You know? um, yeah, exactly. Yes. So, um, no yeah, shame I'm- to CVS, but just saying, yeah, just saying, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. And for me, it was like on two continents because like, you know, at that time I've lived, you know, in the, I'm Canadian. I've, I was living in the US. I, I live in Canada now. I was looking at, you know, um, drug shelves, like drugstore shelves across the two countries, you know, really wanting to understand more about- Oh, this was your- like, a, this was like a multiple CBS, Walgreens is included in this, right? You're just like- Yeah, yeah. Out. I'm, you know, doing my research here. And, uh, <laughs> this is called product research, I believe but the, you yeah. know continue yeah. yeah and um yeah but that first moment was like once I started you know I mean I you know I, I come with a lot of background in, in in product formulation and so when I started looking at just like what was available period um and having heard from all of these women with conditions like um, lichen sclerosis, vulvar dermatitis, just estrogen, you know, lost through menopause, whether it was like just age stage related or treatment induced, um, you know, talking to a woman on the team who had breast cancer in her early 20s and was going through, you know, menopausal um you know, symptoms and experiences and looking therefore at what they have available to them. And it was like, Vaseline, you know, <laughs> coconut oil, and not to say that like anything's gosh. I think Vaseline was made in like 1920. Who knows, right? Like oh, that's no, and it's kind of like okay, listen, like you know, if that works for you, like, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there, you know, there are user experience can be really important to compliance, and yeah, you know, yeah. If, greasy if it doesn't if it creates um ingrown hairs because you know it's such a poor clogging type of you know you know I don't think I would reach for Vaseline for my vulva (laughs) I mean (laughs) me neither but like so you know we want to ensure that there are things that exist that are actually going to help repair you know the skin barrier that are actually going to protect the skin barrier and not just like temporarily soothe it um, either because of like you know ingredients on the other end of the spectrum that are going to numb you but then you're like addicted to them because it's actually not repairing anything so when the numbing wears off you're like oh gosh Mm -hmm. and so when I was on the shelf and thought okay 
first. There's just products that don't exist, period. Um, what exists doesn't have like a great user experience. Why is it that so much innovation, so much conversation can happen around acne, but like not vulva dryness? I don't know, as a for instance, right? Like, why not? Yeah. Like, um, and then what did exist, I mean, I was looking at lubes that had, you know, propylene glycol in them or, um, yeah. you know, products with phthalate, like endocrine, endocrine disruptors, like phthalates, yeah. or, um, you know, even just sulfate still in washes. And, you know, it's like blew my mind. Um, and I just thought, man, like, why, why is it that this category has been sort of, you know, drenched in so much, you know, shame and misogyny, but also like just bad formulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking just like totally ignored, you know, um, that's, that's so wild. Um, you're absolutely right. Like I'm thinking about how many acne products there are, which is, <laughs> I mean, my gosh, I mean, there's a whole section I think for acne, right. But exactly. yeah. And like, this, this is, this is like, so interesting. It, it, it can't, it can't speaking of the drugstore, because I'm stuck on this point. Cause I think this is like, so important and so could be so easily overlooked of like oh there was nothing on the shelves but like there was nothing on the shelves you may have seen the recent new york times article on you know <laughs> dr rachel rubin a good yeah. friend of mine who's been on the yeah. show before and you know talking about vulvar health vaginal health sexual health is is sweet spot labs over the I know it's over the counter of course it's over the counter is it yeah. in stores like CVS and Walgreens and only just because I'm wondering about how often people run into a drugstore to grab intimate things. I cannot, the number of times I've had to buy pregnancy tests and then just like uh, in my entire life, but also when I was trying to get pregnant, I mean, what an intimate thing, the drugstore can be really intimate. I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Um, so we are, I'll answer the question about where we are and then thoughts on that experience. So today um, we are in Ulta, um, yeah. which Ulta Beauty, which was yep. really a moment for us that Ulta, it's really part of their like strategic platform to, to expand the view of beauty, which yeah. was really important to us and which was part of that original vision of Sherry to say, you know, these products shouldn't be taboo. You shouldn't like, you know, whether we're talking like anything, you know, to do with like our, our health and well-being, you know, like hidden behind something else as we're at the checkout. <laughs> And, yeah. and, you know, and it should be beautifully packaged and a beautiful experience and beautifully designed and developed and formulated and all the things. And that should come through into yeah. where it's available and how you shop for it. And so yeah. we're super excited to, to launch at Ulta Beauty along with a few other amazing brands to be part of their new wellness platform. And yeah. the shopping experience is so beautiful, literally, you know, like yeah. it's, you know, not hidden in the back it's lit up there's the education at the shelf there's like you know a lot of a lot of uh, options like we don't want to be you know I'm not I'm, I'm you know our the team and I aren't here to say like well we, we do think we're you know the, the best or one of the better brands out there but a rising tide lists all ships and the more brands that exist the more you know um yeah. We, yeah. we inspire one another to be better and that's better for the end consumer and so right. 
Um, and so we're not in drugstores today, um, but we're going to make a big step into a new retailer next year. So maybe I'll come back on and we can oh, talk. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay. We'll now. keep you, we'll keep um, everyone on our toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, on Amazon, right? When I think like yeah. a lot of people turn to e-commerce for these things. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, I could have saved myself a lot of time getting HCG sticks on Amazon. I'm sure they're like, you know, a dollar for a million. Um, but it, it is, it's really the whole idea of women's health being this thing that you have to like run in and grab something and run out, you know, let's change that whole narrative, which is what you're saying you're doing. And I love how it's not just about uh, the products and how good they are, but the education of, you know, the difference between our different organs, why we need them, you know, talking so freely so much about how we have ignored this part of our health, how this is a part of beauty for, uh, for women or anyone who has a vulva. Um, I think that is just so exciting. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I think it's it's like, I mean, this might be a weird thing to say, but I think sometimes these like micro steps that you take, you know, for your for your own comfort, for your own well-being can lead to much bigger things, you know? Like I remember like after having my third kid and just being like so drained and like really not taking care of myself, that journey like to, to come back to myself and reprioritize myself started with the commitment to just drink a glass of lemon water every morning, you know? And so, and yeah. the way I, in some, so, so the, the, connection I'm trying to make here is to say like if I'm like now I'm you know starting my you know to to be in my perimenopausal stage I'm you know things are starting to shift in a lot of ways so you know mm -hmm. aka mm -hmm. following Dr. Heather Hurt <laughs> like number one on all my socials um, and actually our someone on our team um, just followed one of your you know kind of master class courses and it like mm. she's not, like she's just gotten so much value out of your um, oh of thank you been like her life quality is significantly improved because of you know what she's learned through listening to you and and your and your offerings um and it's, it's it's you know it can start like if I'm reaching for a moisturizing serum that's going to help me sleep better at night because like I'm not so itchy down there yeah. and I'm putting it on and I'm not like you know so cranky at night maybe I'm going to have a little bit more pleasure right like and mm -hmm. that pleasure is going to like you know like drive all these other things like it's um yeah. You know, it, it's it, the meaning to say if we only look at it from a very commodity lens or a very transactional lens or like a shame based lens or, you know, for just slapping like whatever, it's not going to feed, you know, that that does a disservice. Yeah, yes. so exactly. So I really like that message of like it is the little things. It's like the little decisions you make that actually really do make a big difference. And I'm really into this mindset idea of and it's the little things. I got this tip one time, and I think this is has seemingly very little to do with what type of moisturizer you pick for your vulva. But hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. It was you know. Um, I always say to my husband, I'm like, I, I need to change the chandelier in here. Or, I, you know, when we moved in or I'm looking at chandeliers and you can get actually really pretty ones at Wayfair. And he's like, this one's fine. I'm like, I want something really fancy. And it's this little trick, right? Oh. That all of a sudden it changed your mindset, right? I have this beautiful chandelier, 150 bucks from Wayfair. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I, I can take on the world, right? And when you're choosing products, when you're choosing to take care of yourself, um, it, it really does make a whole world of a difference. So I don't know if that actually makes any sense to people, but it seems like it does to me. 
to me. And, you know, I, I really have been so lucky to get to know Sweet Spot Lab so intimately myself too. I use it every day. Um, I love, uh, the hydrate ever after it's so the, the, the it's, it is, it's the little things. I think they're so important. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're going to use it, you don't want it to cause other things. Like if you're going to take that act of, you know, of care, um, for yourself, you know, you wouldn't want to put a facial, you know, moisturizer on and then have it like create a contact dermatitis and then you'll get red spots and like all the things. So like we take that Mm -hmm. very seriously to Mm -hmm. make sure that things work, but in order to work that they don't create other things, whether they're like as banal, let's call it as maybe like causing an ingrown to as serious as disrupting hormones or, um, you know, uh, or uh, any other side effects. So, um, so yeah. And you know what I think is really fun about sweet spot labs and you can take this idea and run with it, but it's not just for midlife and menopausal women. Certainly that's probably when, we kind of have this reset. I think as women, we're like, oh my gosh, I have to actually take care of my body after all of these things. This skin is getting drier. This skin's getting itchy. But it's for women of all ages. You don't have to be midlife menopausal and you're not necessarily marketing just to midlife and menopause. So I'm thinking like for a lot of my listeners, you know, this is also something you can share with your daughter, right? You know, good skincare, we all sort of think, oh gosh, if I had to start putting moisturizer on in my 20s. And it's not just that um, we need to care for our skin or get in that routine, get in that habit when we're 45, 55. It's something that we should be doing like all of our lives after, you know, after we bathe, after we get out of the shower, et cetera, whatever, before bed. And it's something that like moms and daughters can talk about together or like buy products. Um, I don't know. I just love this idea of like mothers talking to daughters about more than just like the old school, like how not to get pregnant. Like that's kind of the, the, the talk that so much more to learn about our bodies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. I mean, I can share like some personal experiences. Like I have two daughters and, you know, sometimes like the products that are kind of just around, you know, my desk and so on. Yeah. A gateway. Of course, they hear me talk about vulvas all day. I have vulva puppets, like thanks to our friends, the body agency and so on. But, you know, my daughter will come to me, you know, I have a, a five-year-old things get in there, you know, you know, like she's not always wearing underwear. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things going on down there. Exactly. Really comfortable to come and say, like, can you look at this? It feels red. It's uncomfortable. Like, can I have some rescue bomb? And, you know, I'm so great that she's um, knowing when something's off that she can come to me to claim that she needs comfort or wants comfort. No different if she had a headache or a stomach ache and she's not like, that's shameful. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to say anything. And also like whether in my, whether it's my son or my daughters, like if you have young kids, you know, like when they take a bath or shower, like they're using the whole, like, oh you know, my God. like a body wash or a shampoo. Why do they do like, that? The the fascination like, oh, would just squeeze. I know. I'm like, buddy, and, 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 so really good. 
<laughs> and but you know I like I know that it's not going to irritate anything I know they could use it like anywhere and it's so gentle that it's like no problem um so you know I, I feel I feel really good about that and they know that they can that they can feel safe as well um so yes I, I do agree with you and a lot of like you know um Volvo owners come into the brand um you know in their early 20s also through the products that are you know to help with any side effects of hair removal and so like you know, not, you know, not to say that hair removal has to be a thing. Obviously, that's a personal choice. I decide to remove it in some places and not others. And, um, you know, especially early on when we're getting to know how to do that is like when we really, you know, get the razor bumps, the ingrown hairs, the burns, because like, oh, oh my gosh, what a big reason so many people run to the gynecologist is all that razor burn. Yeah, exactly. It is a cause of significant stress among 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah. So, you know, we've got rescue bomb for that as well as some other things. And so, yeah, I think it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely, um, something that, you know, all of us and across all ages and stages, um, come into for different, for different and very relevant reasons. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to have had the opportunity to sit down with you today, finally, to talk about the origin of Sweet Spot Labs, how you got there. It's so interesting to hear and learn more about what was in older products and how we're really changing that to make products that are specifically designed for what what is not just sensitive skin, but vulvar skin, yeah. which is really sensitive. Um, and just sort of changing the narrative around beauty, uh, increasing education about uh, what to do for our bodies throughout the life cycle. It's just been really so fun to chat with you. Any other last thoughts? thoughts for my listeners. Oh, well, thank you. I just want to say thank you also for obviously everything that you do. And the team and I are so inspired um, by your platform. And we hope that you keep doing it because we're learning a ton and I'm sure uh, your listeners are as well and and other Volvo owners. Um, And I would just, you know, if anyone's listening to this, it means that they are taking that micro step or maybe, you know, already Mm -hmm. macro steps, right. To help themselves feel good, to learn about themselves and, 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 and hopefully passing that information on. Um, and so I just want to say, bravo, you know, um, good for you. I'm proud of you. I hope you're proud of yourself and, um, and keep on, keep on feeling as best as you can for as long as Oh, yeah. You know, I always say my listeners uh, call them my have the sex, put on the (laughs) by the chandelier. I always call my listeners my army of women. And really, truly, I I say this all the time. I say this to students, patients, you know, we all learn so much from each other. And stepping into this part of the career, the pandemic really accelerated where I really got into podcasting more consistently. And I love learning so much from from everyone, from my guests, my patients, it's endless. So we are all in this really together. If you guys are interested in finding out more about Sweet Spot Labs, which you should, there is links in the description to this. You can also find Sweet Spot Labs products on my Amazon store. Don't feel like you have to buy them there, but they're also linked there for your convenience. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Julie, for being on. And I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode. Bye everyone. If I haven't already done so, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to my show. Consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. 
Also, if you love the show, your stars or a quick review could really help other women who are searching for information on menopause and midlife around the globe find this show. If you want to work with me, consider the Reclaiming Menopause Masterclass. The link for that is in the description to this show. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart for all your support, and I'll see you next week for a brand new episode.